Hello, and welcome to the Forest of the Fae. Here on Pop Culture Fae, we take a look at movies, TV, comics, and other popular media through the lens of the queer folks of society. I am Miller C. Lashbrook, and I am your host on your journey through the Forest of the Fae. This week on Pop Culture Fae, I will be sharing my thoughts on James Gunn's DCU film and TV announcement. I hope you enjoy. Alrighty, this is Faye News. In this segment, I will cover this week's big entertainment news that caught my eye. So first, a little bit of kind of sad news to start with. So in Star Wars news, uh, the Star Wars Jedi Survivor game, the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, has been pushed back. Uh, The developers said that they wanted to push back the game's release so that they could get everything right that they wanted to get about the game because it's a sequel to a game that they made that did really well. So the game has just been pushed back a little bit. It was supposed to be releasing in March, and now their new release date is April 28th. So we have to wait a little bit longer for that game, but hopefully it is worth the wait. In some other news, in MCU news, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is officially now on Disney+. And then... Kind of the other big news that we have, um, it was released by Deadline, a kind of list of movies that they expect to get trailers during the Super Bowl next week. So time of recording, this is Sunday, February 5th, and so we're a week away from the Super Bowl which means we're a week away from a bunch of cool trailers, and I guess we're a week away from, like, a really big football game that people care about. I'm not a sports person. Um, But also a week away from Rihanna's halftime show. Uh, But here are the movies that Deadline is reporting that they're expecting to get trailers at the Super Bowl. Fast X, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, The Flash, the Super Mario Brothers movie, The Little Mermaid, Scream 6, D&D Honor Among Thieves, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and Pixar's Elemental. And then they had kind of four wild cards, if you will. These may or may not have trailers at the Super Bowl. And that was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, The Marvels, Creed 3, and John Wick Chapter 4. So either those are further away movies by studios that have movies sooner or they are lower budget films and because Super Bowl spots are expensive, they might their studios might not pay for trailers. Now, um, those trailers could happen anytime throughout. Typically, the best times to watch for Super Bowl trailers are going to be the end of the pre-show. So around the time that we get our um, national anthem being sung, right, like right before the game starts, there's a lot of people watching. And so they typically 
have some big trailers right around either right before the start of the game at the end of the pre-show or right after the um, national anthem is sung or right after kickoff. That's a really big time for big trailers. The other time that we could see some big trailers happening would be right before or after the halftime show because there's a lot of people that tune in specifically for the halftime show. Uh, And then maybe the start of the second half. Typically, once we get into the second half of the game, viewership drops off uh, a little bit. Maybe the party, the Super Bowl party that people that people are at, they've seen the halftime show and so they go home or it's a school night and so people are turning it off. But yeah, typically viewership starts to drop off in the second half of the game. And so most of the big stuff is going to be front loaded. Now, if you are thinking about not watching the game and you just want to see these trailers, typically um, some of the studios will release their Super Bowl trailers the morning of the game or even the day before the game. Disney pretty much always, for their big Super Bowl trailers, whether it's Marvel or Star Wars in the past, they typically will release their trailer as it airs um, on the Super Bowl. And sometimes they'll have like a 30-second spot air on TV and then say, like, for the full trailer, go to our YouTube channel or Marvel.com. So that's kind of a, a little bit of information to help you navigate the waters of Super Bowl Sunday as a nerd. Really, the big thing, like, be Twitter is going to be helpful for if you're not watching the game for seeing when stuff is released. But if you are watching the game, just having a device ready to go so that you can pull up a full trailer on YouTube while the football game is maybe going on, uh, (laughs) would be kind of your best uh, bet for being able to see all the trailers right away and kind of react to them. So um, other than that, time of recording, it's, uh, like I said, Sunday, February 5th, and the Grammys are tonight. I don't plan to really report too much on that, on the Grammys or who wins and all that, Um, but that's going on. And then while the Grammys are going on, we are getting episode four of The Last of Us tonight. So that's worth talking about as well. That concludes Faye News for today. Uh, Next up, we're going to move into our topic for this week, which I will be talking about kind of the big nerd news of this week. And that is the DCU announcement from James Gunn. I hope you enjoy. Alrighty, so here we are with the topic of the week, and that is the DC Cinematic Universe news. The fact that it is, that there's an acronym within an acronym is just 
weird to me, but I'll get used to it. <laughs> the fact that it's the DCU and the D in DCU stands for DC. It's strange, but I guess it works. Um, so with this announcement, I suppose in terms of marketing and from a business perspective, the DC Extended Universe or the DCEU is officially no more and the DC Cinematic Universe, again, in terms of business and marketing, is now the status quo for DC. But, <laughs> uh, as I'll talk about in a moment, in terms of, like, story, that's not the case yet. Um, and James Gunn hints at a little bit of how this is going to happen but he doesn't like explicitly say it. Uh, but we'll 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 get into how things are going to move into the DCU. Uh, first, I want to talk about like how this information was released. Uh, obviously, right off the bat, people, especially since James Gunn has worked for Marvel, are comparing kind of how this information came out and just how James Gunn is kind of operating as the DC studios head. And they're comparing him very much. So to Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel studios. And it really seems like James Gunn, at least, I mean, he's not Kevin Feige. Like that's, that's obvious. And I'm not saying that as a negative or a positive thing. He's just not Kevin Feige. So he's going to approach things a little bit differently. Also, the studio that he's working for, Warner Brothers Discovery, doesn't have a lot of money. He's new in the position. They're figuring out how to move into this new thing. It's not like how Marvel Studios was kind of like born out of nothing in the mid-2000s. So the, there's a lot of more moving parts here. So the comparison in some ways is not really fair. However, you can't help but compare the two. So Feige is famous at Marvel for his big Comic-Con panels, for doing these presentations where he reveals an entire phase of movies um, or like part of a phase, or he gives more information on the upcoming phase. Uh, we got that we, we, twice in 2022 with Comic-Con and D23. And with those announcements, Feige will have logos, he'll give dates, he'll give concept art sometimes, he'll bring out actors. So he is kind of known for these big announcements. I think at least a certain group of fans of DC would like to see something like that for the DC films and uh, now TV shows as well with James Gunn. The, they're kind of like, hey, this is what we kind of want to see from you as well. He didn't quite do that, 
but he gave us probably the best that he could do right now, seeing as he's only had his job for three months. <laughs> and he's probably had a lot to do during that time. So we got um, the day before, it's on the 30th, apparently press was brought to the Warner Brothers lot and there was a meeting that James Gunn and his co-CEO, Peter Safran, who is not <laughs> showing his face on a lot of these things, the two of them had basically a, a meeting with some select press from the, the major Hollywood trades, and they revealed information and answered some questions about the first 10 official projects in the, D the DC Cinematic Universe. The next day, on the 31st, right at noon, the trades were allowed to start releasing that information from that meeting on the 30th, so it gave them a day to write their articles and have those ready, ready to publish. At noon, on the 31st, they were allowed to publish that stuff, and then it was like a few minutes after noon, it wasn't exactly at noon, they... Uh, James Gunn released this video. It's about a six-minute video where he talks through the first 10 projects. I think this was, like I said, probably the best that James Gunn could do in the moment right now. I don't think he's quite at the level yet where he can do a big uh, kind of flashy full slate announcement with all the logos and some actors and directors walking on stage. They're just not there yet clearly based on the stuff that's being released and that's fine fans wanted an idea of where things are headed he promised that it would happen in january that he would give an idea of where things are going and he delivered on that promise albeit the very last day that he could so as a teacher i can't help but I uh, kind of compare this to the student who is really good at throwing things together last minute. The student, they put together their PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> like maybe the day, the night before or the morning of before they were pre to present in class, but they were able to throw it together make it look good but it just it lacked those bells and whistles that someone that someone who did their project a couple of days before it was due would have. Uh, that would be my best way to describe this. So the video is primarily just James Gunn talking to the screen. They show some comic book artwork for the various projects to give you an idea. It's not it, not even concept art other than one of the projects which we'll talk about. Uh, and he gives information on what type of project it's going to be, little descriptors, and he only dated one of the movies. So that's kind of the presentation itself. Uh, let's get into some of the information here. So before we talk about the 10 projects in particular, he started by mentioning kind of the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. James Gunn mentioned that going forward, they are going to make an effort to clearly label 
what is part of the DC Cinematic Universe and what is not. And the things that are not will be labeled Elseworlds. And he called out three things in particular, which I think says a lot about where the studio's at. Because there's other things that should theoretically get this label that he didn't mention at all. Uh, But he called out Matt Reeves' The Batman universe will be labeled Elseworlds. So right now we just have the movie The Batman, but we know we're getting some spinoff shows. And they did officially announce to the press that The Batman Part 2 is coming October 3rd, 2025. He also mentioned that um, the Joker uh, 2 is from Todd Phillips is going to also be labeled Elseworlds. And he mentioned that Team Titans Go is going to be labeled as Elseworlds as well. So uh, that would tell me that clearly there's more to be had from Team Titans Go, uh, whether we like that or not. Um, but they, it's still nice that they are going to even to the point where they're going to be putting the label of Elseworlds on uh, content aimed at kids, they are going to be working to distinguish the non-DCU content from the Elseworlds stuff. Some interesting things that weren't mentioned in there. Um, Obviously, uh, Titans and Doom Patrol were recently announced to be canceled, but we still have one lingering CWDC show out there, and that is um, Gotham Knights is supposed to be happening. And so we'll see if that gets labeled as Elseworlds or if CW is kind of just not even acknowledged by... (laughs) DC Studios. Um, I I would not be surprised because we know like the Flash is ending after its current season. Um, Legends is over. Like Arrow ended a while ago. Like the Arrowverse is kind of almost dead at this point. Um, and so I would not be surprised if they quietly just ended they let gotham knights have its one season and then just ended it at that then james gunn kind of talked about the four dc projects that are coming out this calendar year in 2023 and he mentioned them all and kind of gave us a little bit of an idea of what to expect in terms of is this part of his continuity or not He first mentioned Shazam Fury of the Gods and basically just said, hey, Shazam has kind of been in his own little pocket, so he can kind of just (laughs) exist there. Didn't mention whether or not that series is going to continue, but it essentially made it sound like, hey, that's still part of the old canon. We're going to let that movie come out. We're going to let people enjoy it, and we'll maybe go from there. And press has later, press later released that the DC Studios is possibly inter- interested in keeping people from the Shazam, um, Wonder Woman, Aquaman movies, but we'll see. 
Then we have The Flash coming out in June. And James Gunn pretty much very explicitly said that the Flash movie will end with a reset that establishes the DCU. So it does seem like we are getting a Flashpoint-esque movie where whatever Barry does in this movie, the movie will end and we will have now established our DCU. Now, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that looks like the movie ends before we can see the new universe or if we get to see it at the end of the movie or in an end credit scene, what that looks like. I don't know. But he does clearly hint that the Flash movie is going to reset things and everything after the Flash movie theoretically would be the DCU. Then he talked about Blue Beetle, which he did explicitly say that Blue Beetle is about like a teen hero in the DCU. So that means Blue Beetle will officially be the first full DCU film. Then he mentioned Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, that it's coming. He didn't really say much about it. Some have a, uh, some people online have a sneaking suspicion that Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom will take place maybe before the events of The Flash. And it will be kind of the last hurrah of the DCEU Snyderverse. Uh, And that the movie will leave things in a way where Jason Momoa could or could not be the Aquaman of the DCEU. That is all speculation, though. So that is kind of yet to be seen. The other kind of big thing that um, James Gunn talked about before we he got into the projects or well, he talked about this one more like kind of as he started to talk about the projects was this idea that uh, James Gunn, part of his job and Peter Safran's it is to unify the brand of DC and that they're going to work to unify TV movies and video games under DC. I thought it was interesting that he mentioned video games because none of the 10 projects that, he went on to talk about were video games. But what that tells me is that DC is very much aware of the power that their video games have, like the Arkham series um, that Rocksteady has done uh, or Injustice. And I think in a similar way to what Star Wars has done, making sure that the upcoming games are part of the larger canon I think is a great choice. I think it's worked pretty well for the newest Battlefront games in terms of the story and the um, Star Wars Jedi games. It's worked really well for having video games that are part of a larger canon, but the stories don't necessarily impact that canon in a way where like you have to play the games i think is a smart choice that works really well that's not the approach that marvel has taken marvel has had their games in a separate separate universe doing their own thing and i think that's worked well for them too specifically for games like the gardens of the galaxy the spider-man playstation games and uh midnight suns So um, now 
let's get into our 10 projects that were released. And I'm just going to share kind of my thoughts on some of these. Now, full disclosure, I love comic books. I love superheroes. <laughs> um, and I love comic book movies and all of that. For I have always leaned more Marvel. Even back in the heyday of like the superhero cartoon, when we had Batman and Superman the Animated Series and then Justice League simultaneously kind of with like X-Men, Spider-Man, uh, and the Marvel Animated Series, I always kind of leaned more toward the Marvel stuff. But I did, I did watch the Batman and Superman and Justice League Animated Series. I've enjoyed the some of the dc animated movies i love batman and the bat family uh but the full dc universe i've got some blind spots so part of this announcement like why i was excited for it is because this is just a universe i know less about and i'm definitely the kind of person that i like to kind of look at the source material before the thing comes out and so this is gonna give me a lot of comics to go to read that i've never read before uh just out of sheer curiosity so that makes me a little excited but what that also means is that some of these projects announce i don't know anything about the source material <laughs> other than a couple of things and so i won't have much to say about it i'm gonna go through these in the order that james gunn did so first he titled this, I guess it would be kind of the equivalent of Marvel's Phase 1. He said their first chapter of the DCU is going to be titled Gods and Monsters. So chapter 1 is Gods and Monsters. And he said these 10 projects are not all of chapter 1. They're just the first part of chapter 1. So I guess we call this chapter 1, part 1. The first show announced was... Creature Commando, and this is an animated series that James Gunn is writing, and it seems to be kind of a superhero team made of kind of classic monster-inspired type characters. So they're looked to be like a, a Frankenstein's monster and Bride of Frankenstein type character. Um, they're looked to be like some sort of Abe Sapien, Black Lagoon looking guy in there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, amongst other characters. But I think the real kind of standout that people noticed is that there will be an animated version of Weasel, who was in James Gunn's The Suicide Squad movie and was played by his brother, Sean Gunn, uh, that the we Weasel will be in this Creature Commando show. And James Gunn did say that with this project, they're going to start to try at least to cast people um, that can do movies, TV, and animation. So it sounded like the voice cast of Creature Commando, they're going to cast people who could theoretically then go on to play these characters in a live action project, which I think is a cool choice. I think the marvel has kind of done the reverse of that with what with what if with trying to get their movie actors to do the what if voices and that's worked 
to varying degrees, right? Uh, not all the actors have been able to do it. Like we, like we didn't get Tom Holland in What If or Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but where that where it hasn't worked, they found voice actors who could do similar voices. So this will be kind of the reverse of that, starting with animation and then moving into live action. Next, he announced Waller, which is a TV show about Man Amanda Waller, and he said Viola Davis is returning to play Amanda Waller. So these first two projects both have hints that the DCU is not a 100% clean, fresh slate, but that it is a soft reboot of sorts, which I guess if we're thinking that Flashpoint is kind of our equivalent of the Flash movie, that makes sense, right? The new 52 followed Flashpoint. Some of the things that had been established before the new before Flashpoint were still in the new 52, and other things were completely reset from the ground, right? Superman went all the way back to his origin in the new 52. They redid Wonder Woman's origin in the new 52. And if you're not familiar with the new 52, this was a DC Comics initiative where they reset their whole universe and they restarted it with 52 new ongoing comics after that point. And when they did that, they erased all the old continuity. They kept some and used, and it was backstories for when the characters started in their new issue ones. But for the most part, it was they, the DC comics went to a whole new continuity started from scratch. And some fans liked that, and a lot of fans did not like that. <laughs> and this is similarly probably going to upset some people and make some people happy. I know a lot of people were calling for a complete 100% restart. Don't keep anything from the old DCEU. But people have contracts there's actors that people do like in certain roles and that people don't like in other roles. So it's just that we, we're getting what we're getting, I suppose. And so the Waller TV show, it, James Gunn basically says it's going to basically be Amanda Waller joining up with some characters from Peacemaker and doing some stuff. <laughs> and that will be a TV show. Um, he only said HBO for one of these shows, but I'm assuming that in a way, in a similar way to Marvel putting all their stuff on Disney Plus, that all of the DC stuff is going to be HBO or HBO Max um, exclusive. Next, he brought up Superman Legacy, which will be a movie, and he called it quote, the true start of the DCU. So I guess Creature Commandos and Waller and even like Blue Beetle uh, will be kind of the soft beginnings, but the true start in his eye is Superman Legacy. This is a Superman movie that will have a brand new Superman. And he very much said the story is going to bring Superman back to ideas of Superman being a symbol of hope and kindness. Um, the specific quote from Peter Safran was that this will be about Superman being kind in a world that doesn't look fondly upon kindness. 
and this will release in July 11 on July 11th, 2025. So this was the only DCU project that got a specific date. Although they did say that's a tentative date, and once they get into production, they might move that around. Then the next project mentioned was Lanterns. This will be an HBO show. It was compared to a true detective style show. So it'll definitely be a, a mystery, um, a, like crime thriller type deal, but with the sci-fi elements of the Green Lantern uh, side of the DC Universe. And it will star both Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Uh, give me live action Jon Stewart. I've been waiting for him forever. I grew up, like I was saying, on the Justice League animated series. So for me, when I think Green Lantern, I think Jon Stewart. Uh, a lot of comic fans, for them, Hal Jordan's their Green Lantern, so having both, I think, will be a really good idea. I think the interest, most interesting thing here that not a lot of people are bringing up is the fact that this show is not titled Green Lanterns. It is titled Lanterns. So I think that could really make for... Maybe this will be kind of ongoing. It'll explore the different Lantern cores. Um, if you're not familiar with the Green Lantern comics, there are lanterns of different uh, colors on the color spectrum. So you have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet lanterns. Also, there's like white and black lanterns. So in like uh, Brightest Day and Blackest Night, those were events that happened. So you could do a lot of interesting things um, with the different core lantern cores, but it sounds like at least for this first season, if it continues on after that, I don't know, but at least for this first season, it's going to be very much earth-based with these two lantern characters um, investigating a mystery that has to do with what James Gunn said was like a larger issue for the DCU. So... That'll definitely be interesting. Okay, uh, th those are the first four projects. I'm going to get into the um, remaining six projects uh, that were mentioned after a quick little break. Okay, so the next project that James Gunn brought up in his presentation, I definitely think is seems the most out there but the most on brand for james gunn uh now creature commandos definitely seems like his kind of thing um and one of the tv shows we'll talk about in a little bit also seems very much like on his brand but this seems the most like james gunn thing that he announced <clears throat> and he even called it a passion project so that's not surprising and that is a movie based on The Authority. Now, The Authority is a group of characters from the Wildstorm comics, <coughs> excuse me, universe that were folded into the DC universe with the New 52. So when the, the comics universe kind of reset, they kind of folded in some acquisitions that they had made. Um, and made them part of the larger canon. The Authority is essentially a group, a superhero group 
that is a pastiche of the Justice League. So they very much have similar powers to the Justice League and kind of fit those kind of classic superhero archetypes. You have like a Superman-like character, you have a Batman-like character in there. There's a character that's kind of like a hawk girl in there. But the thing that makes them not the Justice League is that the authority very much are the in the in their comics about kind of looking at how power corrupts people and how if people had superpowers they probably would not be great people in a very similar way to the seven from the boys and also in a similar way to like what the show uh, and comic invincible is kind of doing so this type of story we've seen with the boys and with Invincible. So I think the real key thing that will make the authority stand out, the thing that it has against those other projects, is the fact that it will exist in a larger universe with popular superhero characters that are the ones that are often getting kind of riffed off of. So you could have simultaneously, like in a movie, the authority fighting the Justice League, for instance, like if we build a Justice League and all that. I think a lot of people online are a little worried that we're going to get a pastiche of the Justice League before we have gotten our Justice League in the DCU. So that's like a little bit of a worry. But I think the biggest thing that I know about the authority is that their Superman and Batman pastiche. Apollo is the Superman one and Midnighter is the Batman one. They are gay and in a relationship with one another. So I think that'll be interesting. It will introduce um, at least some representation of the queer community into the DCU. However, the authority, to my knowledge, are not is not a team that you want to root for oftentimes in the comics. And so the fact that at least right now, seemingly the biggest queer representation that we're going to have in these first set of DCU projects are characters that are very much not likable. I don't so much care for that. So we'll see how that goes um i'm i'm intrigued i think depending on how this project is approached and and looked at and how these characters are used going forward after this movie could be interesting but i'm a little nervous next we have paradise lost this is going to be a tv show which is going to take place on themiscara or paradise island and that's where wonder woman is from Now, James Gunn did not mention Wonder Woman being in the show at all. He just said that Paradise Island is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. But it seems like this is going to be a show that maybe takes place like after Wonder Woman has already left the mascara or before she's even born. And hopefully what this show is aiming to do is to establish a lot of the mythological world building in the dc universe so that 
a lot of other projects and films can kind of play with those toys. Um, I hope that's what the show is doing. In addition to that, there's a lot of really cool Wonder Woman um, supporting characters that the show could introduce and explore. And maybe we will get a Wonder Woman in this show. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Next project is The Brave and the Bold. Now, this is a movie, and this will be our introduction to the DCU's Batman and our Robin. Now, it was interesting. James Gunn said this movie will focus on specifically Bruce and Damian Wayne as our Robin. Now, if you know anything about the Batman comics, Damian is the most recent Robin. <laughs> so there are three, maybe four, depending on the continuity, Robins before Damian. Now, James Gunn did say that this will be the introduction to the Bat family in the DCU. And in some interviews, they have said some of the other Bat family members will be featured in this movie, but the main characters will be Bruce and Damian. So this is kind of essentially, it seems like what the new 52 comics did to approach Batman and his continuity. They basically said, oh yeah, all the other stuff with the previous Robins has happened in the past, but where we're starting the story right now is with Bruce and Damien, which I think it would be a kind of new way to look at Batman. It would definitely, like having a Batman dad versus the young Robert Patterson Batman in the Matt Reeves movies would definitely distinguish the two from each other. And there's no reason that even if we start our our journey with these characters, with Bruce having Damien as his Robin, that doesn't mean we can't explore his relationship with Dick Grayson, with Tim Drake, and with Jason Todd, um, and like Barbara Gordon, and Cassandra Kane and all of the other members of the Bat family. So there's a lot that we could do here. I just hope that they don't make it that Damien is the only Robin. I think that would be a mi big mistake. It needs to be our story is Batman is now trying to make to train Damien as his new Robin and the old Robins have happened that history is there and we can slowly tap into that history as the stories go forward. Next, we have Booster Gold. This is a TV show. James Gunn is like the perfect person to create a Booster Gold show. It, Booster Gold is very much in his kind of style of comedy and tone. Booster Gold, if you're not familiar with the character, is essentially a guy from the future who is kind of a loser. I, I, I think the best description of him would be he's a himbo. Um, and he basically is a loser in the future. So he takes the basic technology that he has in his future, time travels back to our present day and uses that futuristic technology to seem like a superhero in the present, <coughs> excuse me, because he wants to impress the superheroes of our present day. 
I think that'll be a fun story. I think casting of of Booster Gold is going to be really key for this project. Um, I my my big wish, please don't cast Chris Pratt. The internet has already started asking for Chris Pratt to be Booster Gold. Don't do it. It's just going to make him too much like Star Lord. James Gunn cast somebody who maybe you've worked with but not as a main character or cast somebody you've never worked with before for this please but don't do chris pratt like please <laughs> distinguish your dc stuff from your marvel stuff um the next project we got announced was supergirl woman of tomorrow this is going to be a movie and it's based on a very specific limited run that uh tom king had on superwoman or Supergirl, rather, called Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, where basically, instead of Kara being uh, kind of trapped in time and then ending up on Earth after Superman did, in a lot, because in, in her, in Supergirl's original origin story, she's like kind of trapped in stasis, even though she's older than Clark um, originally. But she arrives here after Clark has already become an adult and everything. Um, Kara in this storyline is like stranded on a chunk of Krypton floating through space after the destruction of Krypton. And basically kind of has a Western-esque sci-fi adventure um, through space. Um, it's my understanding that this is almost like a lone wolf and cub type story. Uh, but with two female characters, which would make this, uh, which make, makes it interesting. Usually the lone wolf and cub story is a male character and then a kid of either uh, or any gender. So I definitely am going to read this comic because it sounds interesting and I want to know more about what the storyline is like. Um, but based on what I've heard, it's a good comic run. And so adapting it into a movie will be interesting and we'll see. And then the last project that was announced was Swamp Thing. James Gunn said this is going to be a horror movie in the DCU. And that even though it will be totally different from a lot of the other stuff, story-wise, it will tie into the larger narrative that they're telling with the DC universe. I think it's interesting that the first and last of these 10 projects he announced are monster related. We have Creature Commandos and Swamp Thing kind of bookending these 10 projects. And <clears throat> I think, I mean, at least right now, this slate is not what, like, if I was asked to sit down and plan out the first part of a DC universe, <clears throat> I don't. I definitely don't think this would be the slate that I would put together because <laughs> I definitely think where's Flash, where's Aquaman, where's Green Arrow. Um, I'd even ask, like, where are the Titans? Although I, I get why you can't have Titans right away, right? Because you got to establish the Justice League before you can have Titans. Um, but yeah, definitely Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow all characters that are missing from this right now. Um, and so I'll be intrigued to see how things build 
from here. But I think this looks like it could be a good start to this universe. And we'll see what happens. We'll see if these move around, if they change. We'll see if new projects get thrown in in the middle here. Maybe we get an Aquaman 3 or a Flash 2 or a Shazam 3. We'll see what happens with Blue Beetle. So these are all kind of... It'll, it'll be intriguing to see how things unfold and also how quickly these projects all happen because we only got a date for Superman Legacy, and that was July 11th, 2025. So that's about two and a half years away. The way that James Gunn talked about these projects, it seemed like he was talking about them in chronological order of how we'll see them. So that would tell me that we're going to get Creature Commandos and Waller maybe 20 in 2024. And so I'll be interested to see what's the time gap between Superman Legacy and Swamp Thing, right? Is that a year, two years, three years? I think the, the more care and patience that is used uh, when making these projects, the better they're going to be. The biggest issue that the DCEU had was they tried to get to a Justice League movie way too fast, right? We got to a Justice League movie and we had only had two movies with our Superman. And one of those was a Superman and Batman movie with Wonder Woman thrown in there. And other than that, all the other Justice League members had, or and we had a Wonder Woman movie in there. But other than that, other than Superman and Wonder Woman and sort of Batman, none of the other Justice League members had been established before that Justice League movie. I think that was one of the biggest mistakes with the DCEU. You've got to establish these heroes on their own before they come together in the big team-up. And it seems like James Gunn maybe gets that because there's no Justice League movie in here at all. So we we shall see. We'll see how this turns out. I'm cautiously optimistic because this somewhat seems more of the same as what we've gotten in the past couple years post-Justice League, right? These kind of movies and projects that could be loosely connected. I think the main difference here that we're seeing is that movies, animation, TV, and supposedly games as well, based on what James Gunn said, are all going to be in a unified universe that we will know they're all taking place in the same universe. We don't have to worry about what's in the Snyderverse, what's in the DCEU, what's in its own little thing over there, right? So hopefully it turns out well. I hope so. So that is my thoughts on the DCU announcement that James Gunn had. Next, we'll move into... Um, but is she gay and the weekly recommendations? It is time for a segment that I lovingly call, but is she gay? In this segment of pop culture, Faye, I discuss how our weekly topic speaks to the queer condition this week, the DCU, but is she gay? Um, Yes. I mean, we know that 
in the authority, we will probably get Apollo and Midnighter. And so those are, that's a queer couple that we will probably get in the DCU. We've got no mention of probably the most famous DC queer couple, um, Harley and Ivy. No mention of Harley Quinn at all in any of these projects. No mention of Poison Ivy. Um, And interesting that he brought up unifying things, but James Gunn did not bring up the Harley Quinn animated series. Um, So, yeah, nothing on that front. And, I mean, if we're getting the Bat family, then hopefully we get Tim Drake, who is uh, has recently been, um, like, revealed to be bisexual as a character. And, um, yeah, maybe we could get um, him and his boyfriend in here in the Brave and the Bold movie. But at least we have Apollo and Midnighter to say yes. It, it, it will be. It will be a little gay. Yeah. Um, for weekly recommendations this week, I think the biggest thing is that I recommend is go and check out some of these comics. Um, I'm going to try to do that myself over the coming weeks and months and years as we wait for these projects. Um, but definitely looking at the source material that, James Gunn is using might give us a better idea of what to expect in these projects uh, with like the Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow series, reading Grant Morrison's run on Batman and um, what Grant Morrison did with Damien and Bruce's relationship together. So uh, those will be some good kind of jumping on points reading some of the more modern Green Lantern stuff where it's about like the whole core, not just about how or like a single lantern might be helpful for the lanterns show. But really my weekly recommendation is just to check out some of these comics. Um, And if you can check out some of these comics in physical copy from your local comic shop, that's going to help the industry a lot more than buying them off of, Amazon or Comixology or um, downloading DC Infinite, right? Um, Getting them from your local comic shop will help those comic book shops stay open. Um, Yeah. So that concludes my weekly recommendations for this week. Alrighty. Thank you for joining me today as I discussed the future of the DC Cinematic Universe. If you are listening and enjoying the podcast, please give it a review on your podcasting platform of choice. That would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you have a friend who would like the podcast, make sure to share it with them to help grow our little community here. Once again, I am Miller C. Lashbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Mill C. Lashbrook, on Instagram at Miller C. Lashbrook. And for more Pop Culture Fay, you can head to my website, popculturefay.com, for blog posts and more content. If you'd like to leave a voice message for the podcast or financially support the podcast, you can do so by going to anchor.fm slash popculturefay. Lastly, I hope that you have a fantastic day, and I hope to find you the next time you wander into the forest of Pop Culture Fay.